Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. We hear a lot of interesting stuff these days about how the workplace is changing. Google has ping pong tables and company bicycles. Netflix doesn't believe in private offices. And if you work at Airbnb, you get $2,000 a year to take a vacation. You might think these kind of out-of-the-box approaches to work all originate in California. If so, you're going to be surprised to find out what kind of workplace innovations are going on right here in Louisiana. For example, there's a New Orleans company called A-Crew that aims to radically change the way all of us apply for a job. Their method does away with the one thing everybody dreads, the resume. To apply for a job the A-Crew way, a prospective employee uses an app that incorporates a questionnaire and video. Although this is a disruptively new approach to hiring, a handful of influential companies are already using the A-Crew method. The founder and CEO of A-Crew is Crystal McDonald. Crystal, welcome down to lunch. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Happy to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. We, we are glad. I didn't, this is probably how I'm going to get my next job. I'm gonna, yes. This is, this is going to be terrific. <laughs> now, Crystal, the hiring process has changed radically over the years. Back when Monster.com showed up, it seemed like the world of job search and hiring changed forever. Today, looking back, it's hard to see what that big deal was. Monster.com is basically emailing your resume instead of putting it in an envelope. What you and A-Crew are proposing, on the other hand, is a real revolution. It seems to entirely do away with the first round of the hiring process. It bypasses the traditional application and resume by going straight to a video version of a face-to-face -face meeting. To anyone who has spent hours crafting a resume for a specific employer, and then, if you don't get that job, rejigging it for the next one, this is a godsend. Yes. Will it work for everybody, or is the A-Crew method only aimed at certain types of jobs? You know, so we started this company as small business owners. We had our small business owners hat on. We uh, were multi-unit franchise owners. We had a couple of restaurants in New Orleans and then a restaurant out in Baton Rouge, and just had trouble finding people, quickly vetting them, and keeping them in the role. So you were on the other side of the equation. So we were on the other side of the equation. So we created this tool because we needed a resource that would allow us to access and vet candidates pretty quickly as quick service restaurant owners. And so when we established this, we really wanted to kind of focus on um, the hourly wage job market, which cut, because it's a it's a market that's virtually untapped in the HR technology space. A lot space. of turnover. A lot of turnover in your traditional fields and industries like hospitality, uh, food and food, food uh, and beverage, uh, uh, healthcare, construction, and um, those type of industries where you see a lot of hourly wage job workers, a lot of turnover. And so so we wanted to address that market. There was not a technology out there that would make it easy and efficient for both job seekers to find work and for employers to find good quality candidates. I love these stories where, you know, you're, you, you've got a personal problem and you're trying to solve yes. it. Yes. So that's a... Now, the big problem here, I guess the, the big uh, difficulty would be getting people 
You're marketing on both sides, I guess. We are. It's yeah. kind of the chicken and the egg situation. <laughs> Employers are looking for seekers, and seekers are looking for opportunities. Uh, the great, you asked a really great question. This provides a platform for seekers to really showcase their talents in, in, in a way that's been, um, that's not, that's really untraditional. A lot of times, uh, job seekers are, are forced to kind of pound the pavement, literally walking from store to store or restaurant to restaurant uh, to put in an application that may sit on a table or a back office for, for days or weeks, you may or may not hear, hear back, but this gives job seekers an opportunity to really provide a 360 degree uh, viewpoint of their, again, their personality. And this, this allows employers as well on the opposite end to see motivation, fit, performance in these on-demand, what we like to call first impression videos, because first impressions go a long way. And one, one thing, Chris, I was going to say is that you, uh, a lot of companies don't have a big traditional HR department, right? I mean, it's That's the, right. That, that woman's also got a regular job to do. That's right, so, that's right. So this must help. Or man. Yep. yep. Or man. Yep. And the idea here is that uh, we want to really streamline the hiring process and really kind of cut out that front end. So what happens is an employer can post an opportunity on the site uh, with a job description and corresponding customized interview questions. Uh, Interview questions for a bartender might be very different for interview questions for a barista. And so what they do is they create and craft these very special questions and um, the the job seeker can answer those questions using a smartphone, a tablet, or their computer. No, that's what I was going to break down to. Are we talking like a Skype? What are we talking about? So it's on demand. So it's pre-recorded. They see the questions and they answer those questions. There's no time limit, but generally these interviews last anywhere between two and three minutes. Because let's face it, how many times have you sat in front of someone to interview them in, in your job? I'm sure yeah. you know you do this all the time before an for a actual uh, position. Um, and in the first thirty seconds, you, f you realize that they're not the right, right fit. And so this actually eliminates uh, time wasted. It decreases the time to hire, which obviously subsequently reduces the cost to hire for the employer. But it also provides job seekers with an opportunity to touch base with lots of different employers from the comfort of their own home. So we like to say, or, or a place that's convenient for them. So right. at a time that's convenient for them. So it's on demand. Well, let's go back to that seeker. Let's start him out from day one. He, he what he puts his, how does he get into the system, first of all? All right, so say he's interested in working at Commander's Palace or any of the restaurants in the city. He might, he might actually go into that restaurant and say, you know, look, I'm looking for a job, or he might find an opportunity on Indeed or Craigslist. So we, we work with thar third party um, job boards to kind of promote the opportunities. They would look at the opportunity, select the uh, method to apply, which would be a link to a crew. They would complete a quick profile, which is similar to an application. It captures a lot of the basic information that you would find on a basic ap employment application. Um, uh, some additional information that we capture is, you know, your your transportation, uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, your are you legal? <laughs> Can you right, work right. in the United States? Uh, your languages, your availability, um, and so we capture all of that. You could do this from your the palm of your hand, right, in just less than five minutes, and it's designed again for this market that's volatile. They move around a lot. They don't have a lot of time, and their attention span. Quite so is frankly, that the first hurdle? That's the first hurdle. So the employer decides from there yep. whether to go to. Step two, 
And what is step two? So step two is, okay, then I, I want to look at the opportunities that I want to apply for. And I literally take my cell phone in the world of, of, of selfie mode, right? right? So I'm familiar with this already because I, I do this on social media or I do this with FaceTime or Skype with family. So I'm being able to find a job and or apply for a job using the same method of technology uh, is comes really easy and natural, especially to the millennials, right? right. So you you pick up your phone, you, you, you turn, you face it forward, and you answer these questions quickly, and it takes about two to three minutes. And what happens then is the employer receives an immediate notification that says, you know, uh, Crystal McDonald has applied for the barista position at Starbucks. View her interview now, and then within a you know just a few minutes, you get a, a, a clear sense of motivation, fit, and performance. And that that interview is actually uh, something canned, right? I mean, they're they're asking some questions. There's nobody, for instance, from Commanders on the other side at that first stage. Right. It's on demand. So you're you're looking into a camera. You're talking to a camera. You're not interacting with a person. Uh, the good news is is that you can really practice right you can stop yeah. and start the interview when you'd like and you can submit how do you set yourself up to look good in these things oh look the lighting's important the background's important we have seen everything like we've a, seen like a bong in the background yeah look bad bad as bad idea yeah. bad idea we've it's, seen people actually interview in their bathrooms you've got <laughs> screaming kids outside the door and they're like i just need a job so on one hand <laughs> you know there's there's motivation there <laughs> on the other hand it's like yeah you might you might want to look at you know have a wall behind you with a nice picture but we encourage people to at least dress nice from the top up sometimes you see a little shot of pajama bottoms um you know but people generally do uh they try and put forth their best selves well, you know we do mock at the university when this, to prepare the students for jobs we do mock interviews and such mm -hmm. and and it is um it is really disconcerting to a lot of the students to see yourself for the first time mm -hmm. and uh it is or to hear yourself in oh, that yeah. way right so we um we like to provide job seekers with the opportunity to, to practice and to look at the camera and, and, and uh, see themselves and, and ed iterate. And so we have lots of different ed pieces of advice and tokens and tips on how to make yourself look great on camera. Now, one thing I was thinking about is that, you know, does knowing what the employee looks like allow for prejudice, for instance? Sure, but you can, you know, discrimination can take place at any point in any application or hiring process, right? So hiring managers, employers are really encouraged to follow the same rules, the same level of discernment that you would follow if you were having a face-to-face -face conversation with a job seeker, right? So um, the EEOC actually supports video interviewing, one, because it's just incredibly efficient once right. you learn how to learn the process and you apply it to your um, hiring uh practices but yeah so they're they're supportive of it as long as you use the same level again of uh, discretion that you would use if you were having a face-to-face -face conversation well, with getting someone. the EOC behind you is a you know, yeah a, a card there you're listening to out to lunch I'm Peter Raschuti I'm having lunch with Crystal McDonald whose company a crew is revolutionizing the job hiring process Crystal, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what you're doing. It seems like a great idea. I can see why it's it's popular. How do you make any money? So the employers uh, pay us, right? So okay. it, they can subscribe, multi-tiered or subscription-based. They can subscribe that way and pay us that way. And we also offer kind of wraparound consultative services or what we like to call uh, professional services because to your earlier point, there's a lot of smaller businesses that don't have robust HR uh, systems or personnel in place. So we kind of step in to address that front end of the process, which would be helping them promote their job opportunities, um, helping them to uh, 
um, recruit specific uh, job seekers and also helping to vet those job seekers and kind of present them with a slate of candidates that they can move forward with in the process at that point. So that's kind of our professional services piece. So we have that and then we also have kind of this um, idea of you can subscribe to the service and uh, post as many jobs as you, as you like and get as many interviews as you like and so forth and based so, on your tiers. Crystal, one of the things that you mentioned consulting, I, I would imagine, do you help the employer draft those questions that are going to be? Absolutely. And what are they like? Are there, are there general questions like, tell me something about yourself? Or? It really depends on the employer. Um, one of our clients, uh, a hotel and casino here in the city, one that remain nameless, okay. they <laughs> actually um, have a very uh, interesting approach to their interview questions. They want to know uh, about personality because they want to know that their employees can entertain their, their customers, right? And in a really fun and energetic way. So they'll ask a question like, you know, if you could be any animal, which one would you be and why? And by the way, what does that animal sound like? You know, or something like that in their interviews. Um, well, well, you know, you might have another hotel down the street that's very conservative and, um, you know, white tablecloths and you right. want a completely different candidate for that. Or, you know, a small coffee shop that's really kind of funky and fun and fresh versus another coffee shop that's very uh, conservative. Yeah. So um, really the questions are really designed to capture uh, fit more than anything and so really that we, we like to give employers the opportunity to customize those questions. <laughs> now this ties very well into our next section. Uh, Crystal this is the part of the show we call let me ask you this. I've got a list of 20 job interview questions here. They were dreamed up by HR specialists mostly in Silicon Valley to try and reveal people's creative and problem-solving abilities. Seeing that you're in the hiring business I thought it would be fun to run one or two of these questions by you. Uh, tell me what you think of the question and how you might expect a candidate to answer it. So, okay. Okay, let's just try a couple here. Right. Uh, if you woke up and had 2,000 unread emails and you could only answer 300 of them, how would you choose the ones to answer? Well, you know, from from an employer's perspective, we'd, we'd want to hear from candidates that really kind of uh, think about uh, large problems and problem solving in a um, organized and methodical way. So you're looking for the the answer in here has to do with the process you're describing. The process. The process. Okay, I've got 2,000 emails. All of them are quote-unquote important. All of them need to be addressed quickly. So how can I prioritize those emails in a way that allows me to either respond today or respond you know, in 24 hours, and then you may be prioritized by who they're from, right? And so you can search and actually compartmentalize those, you know, who they're from, and then also then by date, right? So who they're from, then by date, and then if it takes just a minute to respond, literally, or 30 seconds to a minute to respond, then just, ha you know, make a quick response, and, and then get out of there and move on <laughs> onwards and forwards. Anything that's <laughs> More than 24 hours, perhaps you just kind of um, keep it moving. <laughs> okay, all right. Here's another one. If you could be a superhero, uh, what would you want your superpowers to be? All right, so this is a question about creativity, right? Okay. And And really where, where um, job seekers see their strengths. So um, 
if I had to answer that question, I'd probably be flash. In fact, I had this conversation <laughs> with my son two days ago. But he's how old? He's three. Okay, all right. <laughs> this is a little younger than the applicants were going for, but yes, let's go. Yes, and he, he wanted to be Spider-Man because he would like to uh, climb mountains and buildings and, and jump. And But I said flash because I have a lot to do and very little time, and so I would need to be able to move around very quickly to get it all done. Now, okay, let's play the devil's advocate. What would be the wrong answer to that question? There is no wrong answer. <laughs> There's absolutely no wrong answer. In fact, the more ridiculous, the better for that employer, right? So they oh, so want, being ridiculous is actually it kind depends of a on the, Yeah, it depends yeah. on the empl employer because um, these days, I mean, skill is really not as important at this level of the, uh, of the workforce, right? right? It's not as important as um, a person's uh, personality, their uh, um, willingness to work, uh, their work ethic, their reliability, their honesty. I mean, if you're, if you're a quirky person and yep. that's just who you are and you're honest about it, I think that employers are much more receptive to that employee than they are to someone who's trying to be someone that they're not. All right, one last one though. <laughs> what was the last gift you gave someone? Um, I gave my husband a child. <laughs> Seven weeks. <laughs> the last major took, gift I took gave. Took nine months to actually yeah. pick it out, but it's, uh, wow, those are, those are very good answers. Can you use the ACRU system for professional jobs, or have you been thinking about that? We get it all the time. We get that question a lot. And yes, uh, it could be used for any sector of the workforce. We are niching ourselves in the hourly wage market because it's virtually untapped. But what we find is that a lot of our employers or customers uh, would like to use it across all of their levels of employment. And so absolutely, it, it works. Um, just like a telephone, I use this example, you can uh, use a telephone to call the President of the United States, or you can use that same telephone to order a you know, a pizza. So you could just tweet them, really. That's that right. Really yeah, or you could tweet them. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, it could be used uh, for multiple levels of employment. It's like, why do you want to be a brain surgeon? I always like to tinker with things. You know, there's nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, when you're, uh, when you're talking, what's the pitch for the, uh, the hirer and the seeker? What, what, what angle are you getting on, particularly on the seeker thing, trying to figure out how would you get enough people into the system? Well, right now, we're really actually focusing on the employer, which okay. will bring in the seekers. So that's so, the chicken egg thing yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, that's the chicken and the egg. And we're, I mean, we're a startup, and we're really trying to kind of figure this out. But right now, where we're finding the most success is that when an employer is looking for a seeker or an employee, uh, that attracts a pool of candidates, right? And so that pool of candidates actually is captured, if you will, in our system, in our database. And so if there's only one position or two positions to fill by that employer, you've got 20 applicants or 50 applicants, something's got to happen to the right. remaining applicant pool. And so we kind of promote those applicants to other employers or we, oh. you know, we, we market to those applicants other opportunities. And so we're, we're really trying to build a marketplace in so that that's way. So that's creating that base for that's you. Right. Wow. That's now, right. Now, um, do they do this anywhere else in the country? Have you sure, sure. Um, the, the market's heating up, and that's interesting to us. It's market validation, uh, which means that the HR uh, technology space is really starting to get, uh, we, we call it humming, right? It's okay. heating up. And... Um, it's still fragmented though. So you'll find that these video interviewing 
companies are um, regionally located, and it, there's not just this blanket of op, you know of companies out there. And so there's a lot of opportunity, and particularly in the hourly wage space, it's just not uh, very prevalent. Um, and the reason why is because uh, the market, again, like I mentioned earlier, is just it's just volatile, both on the employer side and on the job seeker side, because um, you're dealing with behavior. You're not really dealing with um, a change in or the unwillingness to to adopt technology, but you're you're really dealing with well, but I can just walk in and kind of knock on the door and and fill out an application. So that's kind of where where our competition really is. Well, I think you're fishing in the right pond because one of the questions we ask almost every business that comes on is, you know, what keeps you up at night? And inevitably, it's finding the right people. It's uh, and uh, so I <laughs> both on the on the seeker side and on the, on yeah. the employer side for us. Yes. <laughs> now you could. This seems ultimately very scalable. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, so uh, national scale, and so we have a couple of different avenues that we'll, we'll really kind of dive into. One, of, of course, is kind of like the hourly wage job market that has higher volumes of, of applicants. So still supporting the mom and pops and the, and the smaller mid-sized businesses, but really going after larger enterprise level businesses that have lots of employees across the country. So big box retailers, yeah. large hospital systems, um, and, and employers that kind of resemble that company profile. Um, another channel that we're really taking a deeper dive into is, is uh, the government channel, uh, and really working with state and local governments to uh, support their workforce initiatives, right? There's a lot of people who who need jobs and a lot of employers that are looking for people who need jobs. You're fixing that mismatch. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of been the missing link. Uh, yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, Crystal, your business is revolutionary in its simplicity. It's one of those ideas that clicks as soon as you hear it. I wouldn't be at all surprised that we hear a lot more about you and A Crew in the near future. I wish you continued success and I look forward to keeping up with you. Thanks for taking the time to join us today and Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and for the opportunity to share our story. My guest at Out to Lunch today has been Crystal McDonald, the founder and CEO of A-Crew. You can find out more about Crystal and A-Crew by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday, with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Moore, our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show is engineered by Thomas Walsh. Our researcher is Matthew Ellison. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen, and at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and it's really worth taking a peek, uh, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace. For more business, New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp.